The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're very welcome back. Frank Rainey here filling in on the show for Matt Cooper today. Now, over 236,000 children in Ireland are living in poverty, according to a new report out today. Uh, Julia Hearn is the Director of Legal Policy and Services at the Children's Rights Alliance, and she joins us now. Julie, that's a staggering number, 236,000, as I say. And to put that into context, that's the combined population of Kilkenny and Waterford. Are you surprised by the amount of children living in poverty and what does that look like for those 236,000 children day to day? Good afternoon Frank. Um, The sad fact is I'm actually not surprised by the large number because we know that poverty has been increasing in Ireland particularly when we look at the rise in the cost of living but also the measures that that have been taken over the past year. Um, I suppose what that looks like if you're a child and I mean to really think about it, put yourself back into being say you know in primary school you're going to bed hungry, not just one or two nights a week, but most of the week. That's the stomach rumbling as you get into the bed. Then you're sleeping if it's in the winter, the heating can't go on in the house. You're sleeping in a coat just to keep yourself warm. And then you can go into school in shoes that you know how quickly yourself kids grow that are too small because your parents just can't afford to pay for shoes at the rate at which you're growing. So it really has a huge impact on the child. And not only, I suppose, just in those material ways, but on child self-confidence, on their self-concept and how they view themselves. And what we hear is we hear the children, you know, are afraid to tell people that they can't afford to, you know, go out to the cinema with the others at the weekend. They're hiding the fact that they're living in poverty because they feel deeply ashamed. And and look, that's, that's day-to-day. What are the long-term effects then for children who have experienced poverty at such a young age? Look, what we know is that the long-term effects can be really, really severe on a child's life. I mean, what we can, what you can see is that the ch- longer children spend living in poverty, the harder it is for them to actually overcome it. But what we can do is by intervening early, intervening in the early age, you can actually change the cycle of child poverty. It's not inevitable. It is actually political political decisions that end up landing children in poverty. Mm. One of the most effective ways of breaking that cycle is to look at children in their earliest years. And we know that early years education and care is the greatest leveller for children and young people. All the research will tell you that if children are in early years education and care, what happens is it can really improve their lives, improve their well-being, improve the family's life and actually help break that cycle of poverty for each family. So what we need to see is we need to see a focus on this area. You know, government have done a lot of work in reforming the earlier sector over the past number of years and they've made a number of welcome welcome movements towards addressing issues such as cost or staff retention. But the issue that they've yet to grapple with is those children living in communities that are experiencing poverty, being able to access services that have wraparound support. So we're talking about things like hot school meals in the early years centre, family support for families that might be experiencing multiple traumas or living in communities that are experiencing multiple traumas. And that's one way of really just breaking that cycle early. So it it seems to me that while you're saying the government has taken steps to address the issue, they haven't maybe done enough? Exactly. I mean... I mean, if you look at, so for example, the area of income, last year we saw the children and young people in families that are reliant on social welfare, they only received an extra two euro per child per week. And if you think of the increases that everyone is facing every day going into the shop, that two euro doesn't go very far in the, in the face of a cost of living crisis. And we know, based on research that's carried out by the Invention Research Centre, that families dependent on social welfare with two children are short 93 euro per week. 
in order to meet the minimum essential standard of living. That is a lot of money to be short. And really what we need to see is we need to see government look at the next budget as a budget to tackle child poverty. There are measures that can be taken. So, for example, you could focus on income, increasing those qualified child rates. That's a way of really targeting those families most living in poverty. But also looking at investment in services. So, for example, last year, the government introduced free school books for all families. And I know from my own family, it's very welcome that you don't have to be paying for school books. That puts three euro directly back into the pockets of families every week over the space of the year. So there's a and every, every cent counts these days, particularly exactly. when you've got a cost of living crisis, which I assume has, has, has been a factor in that number being so high. It is. And what we've seen actually as well is that we've seen that, you know, you can address child poverty. So back when COVID hit, there were a number of measures introduced to really support families at that time, such as the COVID payments. And that actually had a positive effect on, on families and families living in poverty. And we saw that bore out in the statistics. So we know the government can take measures such as increasing family income, but also those critical services like those earlier services, like things like back to school, back to school books. Things like that can really make a positive impact. And what we heard today, we launched we launched a report today, we heard positive stories of what has been done in local communities across the country. So it isn't a case of this problem is too big. This problem can be solved. Yeah. You just need government to take the right decisions. Uh, as you say, it's it's not an inevitability. Um, Judy, we have uh, run out of time, so we'll have to leave it there. That's Judy Ahern from the Children's Rights Alliance. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.